This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. This is part three of You've Got Help, the Ministry of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to recap. I'm going to go through some, some things, see if I can cover some ground. If I stop sometimes and, and just kind of camp, you know, we have to trust that, that if the Lord impresses us to go in a different direction, that becomes the message. And everything we have in our notes is just, it's helpful. It's a guideline. But when our hearts are open and our hearts are receptive, you notice that sometimes you can come in and, and I may actually veer off of the subject and hit something that really pertains to you in your life. And, you know, and that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the beautiful things. I can't tell you how many times I have people come up to me after a service and go, oh my gosh, were you, were you in my home? <laughs> the answer is yes. We've actually bugged many of your homes with... Uh, <laughs> Now we end up, let, let's pray and then we just open up our hearts and receive. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for all that you've done. We thank you that we have an opportunity to come in here tonight and worship you and receive from you, to laugh, to enjoy your presence, to enjoy the presence of our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a blessing and we get to learn. So I ask you, Father, for help that your spirit will anoint me to speak clearly, accurately, boldly. And Father, give us hearts that are open and ears to hear. And we give you all the praise for that. We expect to receive something good from you tonight. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Last week we talked about the Holy Spirit, ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we, we actually started off by talking about the fact that, that Jesus, people think Jesus kind of walked around and everybody just loved him. It was awesome. But some people actually rejected Jesus and his ministry. Some people received from him. The only reason we tell you that is this. God doesn't force people to believe anything gives you an opportunity. And so you can always shut him down in your life. He's not going to force you to do anything. But if you open your heart real big, that's one of the ways to receive. And so we talked about the two groups of Samaritans. We also talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit showed up in the Old Testament. Sometimes people have relegated him to only a New Testament ministry. He showed up in the Old Testament because we see three of what's considered Old Testament heroes, David, Gideon, and Samson, David, before he fought Goliath, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And so before he faced something as, as huge and, and as problematic as Goliath, he had the Holy Spirit on his life. You see that with Gideon. Gideon went from cowering to commanding. He went from afraid of his neighbors to leading a nation in battle. And he, but he doesn't get there until you see the Holy Spirit come upon him. In the Old Testament, and we'll talk about this regularly. In the Old Testament, you would see only really three groups of people who had the Holy Spirit on their life. It's the priest, the prophet, and the king. And so the, they would anoint kings, they would anoint priests, they would anoint prophets. Everyone else didn't have that access. And that's important to understand because people often will look back to that day and go, wow, I wish I was living back then. You don't want to live back then. We've got a better deal now. And so back then, people were talking about, well, that was, that was so awesome and God was doing amazing things back then. No, God's still doing amazing things. But we talked about, we talked about Samson. We talked uh, about how Samson, Samson went from average to amazing. And you think about it, if Samson was a big beast of a man, no one would have wondered why he was so strong. The Philistines wouldn't have paid Delilah to figure out where his strength came from. Uh, they paid her a lot of money. And... Uh, women happened to be his weakness and they figured that out, came after him in there. And so you see where it talked about the spirit of the Lord would come on Samson. 
and he would do things. The reason I share that this is important to realize is if we understand that, then we don't look at some of these Old Testament people and put them up on a pedestal and go, you're amazing and you're awesome and I'm not. We begin to realize, no, what you had was an empowerment by an amazing God that enabled you to do that. Now, were you faithful? Were you, were you, um, were you diligent? Did you believe? Sure. But they're not in a, in a separate category. So we have those things. And then we, we, we talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit is still helping us today, empowering us today. Jesus in, in, in Acts 1.8 says this to the disciples before he left. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so he is still empowering people today to face the giants in your life, to go from fearful to being able to handle the fear in your life and to do things that are beyond your natural ability. He can still do those things. Now, you, you may not have to rip things apart like Samson, but he can strengthen you to handle the adversity in your life. He can strengthen you to handle, let's say, for example, that addictions have just held you down, held you down, held you down. If you're not careful, there's a mindset that says, I'll never be free of this. I'll, I just have an addictive personality. This is all I'll ever be. No, you can be empowered. The Holy Spirit can help you overcome addictions. He can help you overcome. I've, I've just always been, a, I've just always been a, fear, a fearful person. I've always been afraid. My whole family's afraid. We're just a scaredy cat family. Right? Just how we are. You know, he can help you with that. And he can help you so that because he's not, the Holy Spirit's not afraid of anything or anybody. And in fact, Paul said, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we begin to see that. Now, purpose of learning about the Holy Spirit, three reasons for growth in the following three areas, recognition of the Holy Spirit and his role, a respect or reverence of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives, and responding to the Holy Spirit's help in our lives. So at the end of this series, what, what I hope that you're going to begin to see is, wait, hold a minute. Oh, that was the Holy Spirit who was helping me. I didn't recognize that. And so you become a little bit more cognizant. What you become aware of, you're, you're able to have access to. If you're aware that you have help, then you start stop thinking, I'm on my own. I'm by myself. No, we're not. We do have help. The Holy Spirit was spoken about by Old Testament prophets. Now let me just give you some. These are the Old Testament prophets. Many of them were prophesying of either Jesus or talking about the day that we live in today. The first one was Isaiah, and he described actually the characteristics of the Holy Spirit in Isaiah 11:2. He said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The hymn he's speaking of, Isaiah was the messianic prophet. He's speaking of Jesus. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Now, the beautiful thing about it is, is the Holy Spirit still has those very same attributes today. Now, do we have it in the same measure that Jesus had? No, but we do have the Holy Spirit. So in other words, if the Holy Spirit rests upon our life, he lives within us, he rests upon us, then we have wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. Amen. Say, so, well, Alan, why is all that not, not in my life? Well, one, we have to recognize that it is there. So a lot of times we don't, we're just kind of oblivious to him. And I understand that. It, and it's not, and listen, it's not like he just shows up and goes, hey. 
I'm the Holy Spirit and you need to listen to me. You, you, know, you know, even Jesus didn't do that. He didn't cry out. He didn't, he didn't force. Have you ever found out the Lord is strong, but he's not dominating? He's not going to dominate us. But Jesus, he's talking about there, and I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. Ezekiel spoke of a coming day, which is now, it's the time frame we are now living. Again, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. This is Ezekiel 36. He's talking about us. He said, I'll give you a new heart. He's talking. This is God through the prophet Ezekiel talking to his people. Now he's talking about the day we're living in today. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I'll take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. That means soft. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. You have to understand to a, a people who didn't understand that, that was, that was profound. Amen. That God was going to put his spirit within us? Yes. Are you serious? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a new heart. I mean, we, we say it all the time. And if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. new creation. That's what he's talking about, new heart. He said, and I'll put my spirit within you. He said, and you'll, you can walk after me. So Ezekiel was prophesying of the day that we're living in today. And then the prophet Joel spoke in the second chapter of Joel, verse 28 and 29. He said, this shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now this, this was again the prophet Joel talking about the day we're living in today. And on the day of Pentecost, this was the verse that Peter stood up when everyone said, what's, what's up with these guys? What's going on? They're, they're drinking new wine. Peter said, no, no, this is not new wine. This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So he referenced that. Now, I won't go into it tonight, but you notice Ezekiel talked about the spirit living within and Joel talked about the Holy Spirit coming upon. Two things. And we'll talk about that later. So you can just stay tuned for that. But that's, again, referencing the Holy Spirit being poured out. That's on. And then the Holy Spirit living within. That's within. So the Holy Spirit also was helpful for the nation of Israel. This is an interesting, I always like this, this part. Exodus 13, chapter, verse 21, 22. Again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And the Lord went before them by day in the pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in the pillar of fire to give them light. He said the Lord. Didn't say a cloud. said the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of fire and of, of cloud. So as to go by day by, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Now, when the nation of Israel came out of Egypt, they were following and, and they, had the, they had the tabernacle set up. And so the, the Holy Spirit manifested as a cloud and by day and fire by night. Now, here's what's really neat. Let's look at that next verse in Numbers. Now, on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of testimony, from evening until morning. It was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that, the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, the children of Israel would pitch their tents there. So how did they know when to leave? How did they know when to go? They followed the the cloud. They get up in the morning to go, oh, cloud's still there. Go about our day. Or they get up in the morning to go, 
cloud lifted, time to move. And then they would, they would pack up. And so they had cloud by day, they had fire by night. Say, well, <laughs> what's that got to do with us? Guys, we have a better covenant than they had. If, if, if the Lord was willing to lead the nation of Israel then, and they were his servants, is he not even willing to lead us now and we are his children? And now, instead of the cloud coming and, and the presence of the Holy Spirit covering a tabernacle that's made in the wilderness, 1 Corinthians 3, go ahead and put that up. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Isn't that good news? We don't, have to, we don't have to go to a tabernacle. We don't have to go to a building. The Spirit of God now lives in us. Say, so, well, man, I wish I, I got a lot of big decisions. I wish, I, I wish there was a cloud kind of showing me where to go, what to do. You do have the Holy Spirit within you and he will lead you. The challenge is they had everything on the outside. We have everything on the inside. Because now, we'll, listen, they used to be, if you, were, if you were living in the Old Testament, before you came to church, you better bring a goat <laughs> or a lamb. And you come in, you'd, have a, you'd, you'd give it to the priest and there'd be a sacrifice and, and then you could come in and, and then... The, you didn't go into the Holy of Holies because if you went in there, you would die because the, they used to have to tie a rope on the priest. These Old Testament priests, they tied a rope to their leg because if they went into the presence where the Ark of the Covenant was, if they went into the Holy of Holies, if they went in with any sin, they had, always had to go in with blood as a sacrifice. They would go in with blood. If they went in with any sin, they dropped dead. Well, if they drop dead because they're in the presence of God and they drop dead, everyone who rushed in to pick them up would drop dead too. So they're like, we're going to tie a rope on this dude's leg and pull him out. <laughs> You're thinking, whoa, man, that, that, that's heavy duty. Yeah, and that's great. And we're not living in that covenant anymore because Jesus didn't take the blood of bulls and goats. He took his blood in to the heavenly holy of holies. And what it did was it cleansed us. And so now we don't have to wait to give a goat or, or come in. Now you are the temple of God and God can live on the inside of us. That's a beautiful thing. That's wonderful. And here's another thing. You don't have to go to somebody else to do your praying for you. Because the Lord will hear you just as quickly as he'll hear me. I'm going to say that again. I know y'all didn't hear me. I, he will hear you as quickly as he'll hear me. Because it's, now it's not, I'm the, you know, no, oh, we're going to go to Alan because Alan has the Holy Spirit on him. Well, yeah, I do as a pastor. But when I leave the church and go home and pray, I don't go, Lord, here is your pastor, Alan. Uh-uh. When I pray, I say, Heavenly Father, I don't come in Alan's name. I don't come in the name of a pastor. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's how we have boldness to enter into the holy place. That's why, that's why the scripture said, come boldly to the throne of grace. that We may obtain grace and find help in a time of need. All of us can come. And I realize and maybe you've come from there where your, where your pastor was exalted. Listen, I understand the office that I stand in, but the anointing of the Holy Spirit's on my life to occupy an office. When I step off and pray and do anything like you do, I, I do it the very same way you do it. Amen. Do you understand that? Yeah. 
And so when, when, you're, when you're praying, you're like, huh, I, you know, I, I, need, I need to bring in the big guns. Alan, I don't want you to pray. I had a guy tell me one time, he said, I'm coming tonight. He said, I got cancer. I'm, I'm coming for prayer. I said, I'd be glad to pray for you. He said, I don't want you. He said, I want the AT. I want Joy and Janet and Mark to pray for me. I don't, I don't want you. You know, here's the, here's the great news. And I understand that. Those of us who have walked with the Lord more and have, have confidence in him, if you're learning to pray, I'm, listen, there's nothing wrong with going to pray. But what I'm telling you is we're not in a different category than you are. Does that make sense? We're not in a different category than you are. Yes, it's good to come and pray. Yes, it's okay to get prayed. But here's the deal. The Lord hears you when you pray. And you've got the Holy Spirit living in you now. Going back to that the cloud. Now we're not looking for something on the outside. Now we can learn, and boy, this is a whole nother subject. Now the Bible said those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So now we don't follow an outside cloud, but we can begin to, you can begin to sense in your heart a, a yes or a no. You ever have a, what you call a, a gut feel? You ever, ever done something and you're, you're about to do it and you're like, mm, I don't feel like I'm a, I should do this. And then you, you go ahead and do it anyway. And after you do it and it blows up in your face, what do you always say? I knew I shouldn't have done that. What we do? Listen, the Holy Spirit can lead us. And again, he doesn't just pop up real big and go, hey, don't take the job in Dallas. It's a bad deal. <laughs> but what he did, as, as you pray, as you spend time, you'll just have a sensing you have a sensing, not a, not a thunder, a still quiet sensing. I don't feel good about it. For some reason, I just don't feel good about that. And what happens is, over time, you can learn, you can learn to, for lack of a better term, follow the cloud on the inside. Does that make sense? Sounds like a little like, whoa, is that a new doctrine? No, 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 it's not a new doctrine. Just, I thought it sounded kind of deep, though. I thought you said this wasn't going to get weird. It is not going to get weird, trust me. But what, what I'm saying is, we've got a better deal than they had back then. We have the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of God. And the Spirit of God lives in you. Oh, isn't that a blessing? Aren't you glad you didn't have to drag a goat up in here tonight? I, I, could you like, I, I, it's hard enough getting my kids in here and then I've got to get this goat and this goat wouldn't listen and we had to put him in the back and he's kicking and he's biting everybody. It's horrible. No goats. Let me jump into this real quick. We're going we're gonna to go into this. I, I want to go into, and we'll, we'll go into this next week, the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. The Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, he is active. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in the life of the early church. Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, he was, he was active in Jesus' life pre and post birth. Pre birth, let's go over a very familiar passage. It's not Christmas, but we're going to read it anyway. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Remember the angel said, you're going to have a child. You're going to have a son. Mary said, question. I'm a virgin. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. 
Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Well, that's good. She said, how's this going to happen in my life? How, how in the world am I going to have a baby? I don't, I don't know a man. I've never had relations with a man. How is that going to happen? And the angel had a very succinct answer for her. He said, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Now, I realize that in, in some circles, it's not popular to believe that there actually was a virgin birth. Listen, guys, we need to believe there's a virgin birth. Our salvation depends on the fact that there was a virgin birth because that meant that Jesus was born with no sin nature whatsoever. And he was born of a virgin. Well, Alan, I have a hard time. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago, if you can believe Genesis 1-1, you can believe the rest of it. If you believe that God created the heavens and the earth, then we can go ahead and just believe it all, the rest of the stuff too. Because I believe that I believe we did not evolve. I believe that we were created. The reason that's so important to say, well, Alan, very smart mind. People who are smarter than you believe that, that, that this was random or that there was, there was something. Yeah, there was something. God created it. He spoke and created it. And we were, we exist. We're made in his image. We're created. You weren't, you weren't a mess. You weren't a mistake. You were created in the image of God. And the God that cre can, can created mankind, that's where we came from. You did not evolve. Now, if that just messes with what your fifth grade science teacher told you, I don't even care. <laughs> To me, it takes more faith to believe that from the glue to the zoo to you, <laughs> goo, it's goo to the zoo to you. God, come on, guys. Let's look around. We're all different. We're all uniquely made. We're all individual. Listen, if you've got more than two kids, you realize they are different. <laughs> And we were created in the image of God. And to take anything away from that diminishes from our dignity and our esteem as individuals. We're not glorified animals. We are made in the image of the living God. Amen. And if God created us, then God can easily help Mary conceive in her womb and give birth to the Son of God. Because God is brilliant. And he can figure this stuff out. And we're like, I don't get it. It's because we're not as smart as he is. <laughs> he is a genius. And beyond. And beyond. And beyond. The Bible says when we get to heaven, through the ages to come, he's going to continue to unveil the riches of his glory to us. You realize we're never going to come up in heaven and God's going to go, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. That's all I got. <laughs> Hope y'all are happy. It's going to be, and we're going to think we've seen everything. It's like, really? Watch this. It's like a friend of mine, Keith Moore, said, we're going to spend a whole lot of time in heaven going, ooh, ah, wow. We're, listen, you were made amazing. You were created amazing. And you were created in the image of God. 
And if anything should lift our self-esteem, it's the fact that we are created in his image. And when Mary was asking about how is this going to happen, the Lord said, Holy Spirit's going to come. The active part of the Godhead in the earth. And we'll talk next week about how he was involved again, pre-birth, post-birth. And then we'll see him. He's active. Isn't it, isn't it neat finding out about him? He really is. He is, he is way cool. I mean, he's got a lot of really neat stuff. Shows up like a cloud. Shows up like fire. You thought the Transformers were cool. <laughs> Holy Spirit is really neat. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. You're good and your mercy endures forever and you're gracious to us and we thank you for that. Thank you that you continue to reveal wonderful things to us out of your word. It's a spiritual book and it enlightens our hearts and our minds. And we thank you for that. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed this evening if you're here and you say, Alan, I, I don't even know that I have a relationship with the Lord or I'm just not confident, but I want to be. Or you're here this evening and you say, you know what? I used to have a relationship with the Lord. I know that. I've gotten so far away from him and I want to come back. Or we're going to say a prayer. And, and we're going to pray it this way. You're not going to be, we're not going to ask you to stand up or come down to the front. That's not the purpose here. Purpose is to let you make a connection. We're going to do it right in the chair. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. But I am going to ask you to do one thing. If that's you that I'm talking to and you're saying, Alan, I would like to pray with you. I'd like to make Jesus my Lord. I'm going to be sure. Or I want to come back to him. I want to be in on this prayer. Would you pray for me? I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Just have the courage to shoot your hand up real quick and say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? That's me. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. You can put your hands down. Thank you for your courage. It, takes, it, it does. It takes courage and humility to admit that, but it's, a, it's one of the best things you'll ever do. Okay, we're going to pray. Now, maybe you didn't lift your hand. You're thinking, oh, oh I missed out. No, no, no. This is a heart prayer. We're going to pray it with you. And you can pray this right from your heart. So everyone, we're going to pray this out loud. You pray with us. Say, Dear God, Dear God I know mankind needs a Savior. I know, needs a savior. I, know I, I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. With head still bowed. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer. Father, thank you there was something that took place in their hearts and they were changed, and you've come in, or they've walked back into the light, and it's very real, and it's very powerful, and we're thankful for it. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.